Hello, and welcome to the Door Christian Fellowship Church of Kingsville, Texas. We are blessed that you have chosen to worship with us via audio streaming. So grab your notepad, grab your Bible, put away the distractions, and let us get into the Word of God together. want to welcome everyone in live stream this morning to the Sunday school here at the door and we're looking at uh, uh, Genesis 47. Uh, we have gone through the whole book of Genesis and we're trying to end it up uh, with two, a few more uh, chapters but to, tonight we're gonna or today we're gonna look at uh, 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 47. We're gonna look at the beginning of uh, that chapter and see what happens. So again I want to welcome each and every one and I'm teaching out of a book written by Pastor Skip uh, Heisig, uh, let's see, Heisig. Uh, the, the book is entitled, You Can Understand the Book of Genesis. So uh, just a quick review, about two weeks ago, uh, we saw the, the title, uh, Full Circle Number One, and it was uh, on Genesis 46, uh, uh, we saw that, that uh, it describes one of the greatest family reunions in biblical history. After Jacob share, uh, shared tears uh, for more than two decades uh, for what he believed that Joseph, his favorite son, was dead, now he finds out that he is well and alive, which brought tears of joy in his heart. And we mentioned that we had... Uh, uh, that we should have the same joy because, uh, uh, the, uh, because of the good news uh, uh, that uh, Jesus, uh, our Lord or our Savior, Jesus Christ, rose from the dead, and even greater joy because he lives in our hearts. We saw three points last uh, two weeks ago, and the first point was uh, waiting for more information, meaning that when we go through some hard times like uh, what's happening now, that we must continue to trust the living God. And many times we have to wait for more information. So don't get discouraged, don't give up, and don't pull back. Let's continue pushing forward. The second point that we saw is that the other side of the picture, and this was talking about Jacob being uh, 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 not having the faith and complaining about all that was happening. And we saw the other side of the picture, and uh, he just wasn't ready to wait for more information. And uh, so you and I need to keep our hearts. Uh, and uh, one of the things that we saw about Jacob is, was his lack of faith in some areas of his life. Then the third thing that we saw is the great, the great reunion. And that's when Jacob came to Egypt, where Joseph, his son, was a high official, and they cried tears uh, of joy for a long time when they saw the, each other for a, uh, they hugged each other and they cried out of their hearts uh, 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 it was tears of joy and uh, and and then we close with this scripture which is in Romans 8 28 and it says uh, and we know that all things work together for good to to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose, meaning that if we serve God with the right heart, uh, things will t work out for each and every one of us. So today we want to see, this morning we want to see full, times, uh, full circle number two. 
so let's look at Genesis chapter 47. If you have your Bibles there, open your Bible. We're going to read verse 1 through 6, and I have asked my brother Robert uh, Williams to go ahead and read the, the scriptures for me tonight. So go ahead. Then Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, their flocks and their herds and all that they possess have come from the land of Canaan, and indeed they are in the land of Goshen. And he took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh said to his brothers, What is your occupation? And they said to Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. And they said to Pharaoh, We have come to dwell in the land because your servants have no pasture for their flocks, for the famine is severe in the land of Canaan. Now therefore, please let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. Okay, the first thing we want to look, this, uh, look at this morning is the Egyptians' the Egyptians promotion. Uh, verse 1 and verse 2, if you would read it, Robert. Then Joseph went and told Pharaoh and said, My father and my brothers, their flocks and their herds, and all that they possess have come from the land of Canaan, and indeed they are in the land of Goshen. And he took five men from among his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. Okay, we always mention about finishing the job. When we start a job, we need to finish it. And Joseph here was, was putting everything together in order and moving forward. And uh, Joseph took five of his brothers uh, uh, to see Pharaoh. And we don't know which ones, uh, but uh, it's safe to, to say that he speculated uh, the, or spec we need uh, we need to say to, for us to speculate he chose carefully and wisely and Joseph's brothers instantly got promoted uh, got promotions while the king invited them to, and welcomed them to the royal herdsmen and now they're going to uh, they're going to get wages they're going to get paid for what they love to do and what they were going to do in the first place. And God works in mysterious uh, ways. Look at verse 5 and 6. Then Pharaoh spoke to Joseph, saying, Your father and your brothers have come to you. The land of Egypt is before you. Have your father and your brothers dwell in the best of the land. Let them dwell in the land of Goshen. And if you know any competent men among them, then make them chief herdsmen over my livestock. See, this where he was hiring the family and, and getting them to work and they were, were they were uh, getting it together and uh, uh, Joseph uh, always uh, was concerned for his family and God gave him favor and and uh, the family was uh, really truly blessed and God truly wants to bless us if we follow him he's a good God he's a merciful God so if you have a question or a comment okay one of the stories in the Bible that always intrigues me how God provides. In, uh, in, in those times when they were in Egypt, uh, if uh, they, they made a, a law that uh, uh, if anybody, a uh, woman had a baby boy, they had to kill, uh, the uh, midwives had to kill them. And uh, they were just allowed to let the girls, the, the girls uh, born. And uh, this was a law. 
but, uh, uh, but somebody violated that and how God moved in a mighty way. So let's look. And this, uh, like I said, story always intrigues me. Uh, in Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. And as his sister stood afar off to know what would, uh, what would be done to him, then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. Can you see the reality of how God moves? Here is a woman that was holding and protecting and, 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 uh, and hiding the baby. But when she couldn't do it anymore, three months old, she said, well, I got to let him go. In other words, I got to put him in God's hands. I wonder how many people truly put their children in God's hands. And uh, she had to let him go. And uh, she prepared this little ark and put it in the river and the sister went to see what happened to the baby. So here the baby flows through uh, that uh, river. And it just so happened that Pharaoh's daughter was coming to bathe. All this we say is a coincidence. No, it's not a, it's not a coincidence. God has put, put it together. And uh, so here's the baby. They, uh, they say, I see him and they go and get him and they bring him. And she recognized that it was a Hebrew baby, a boy. And then the baby wept. And now how many know that, amen, a weeping baby can truly pull your heart? And uh, uh, see this weeping baby, and the Bible says that she had compassion. And uh, uh, the, 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 the uh, Moses' sister was over there walking close and seeing what was happening. And when she saw the baby and God, they got the baby, she said, you want me to go get somebody to, to take care of him? Yes, you go get someone, and I'll pay him wages. And uh, this is a work of God, where the baby goes right back to the mom now. She didn't have to hide him no more, uh, and she was going to get wages to take care of her own son. And for the first years of his life, his mom uh, taught him and showed him and taught him many things. And this could be something that was added uh, to the why God would use Moses later on when he asked him to uh, uh, deliver the Israelites from Egypt. So here you and I see a miracle of God. And you and I are going through some different situations. And there are people right now that they are very concerned about uh, their jobs or their finances. And uh, rightly so. But as we 
have honored the Lord with our tithes and offerings, I believe that he can move in a mysterious way uh, that we call faith in action, where God will somehow provide. And this is where we're at at this moment. We're believing that God will provide what we need on the daily basis. And God has never failed. He's a good God. He's a merciful God. And he cares for you and I. So Joseph brought uh, uh, Jacob uh, uh, before Pharaoh. It's a picture of a, and I want you to picture a wobbly man, a patriarch, uh, before a magnificent dressed king. Jacob was 130 years old at this time, and he blessed Pharaoh. A very unusual turn of events. And the reality is that 130, uh, you know, many of us would probably wouldn't even move. But here, uh, God gives uh, Jacob the strength to do this, uh, and not only that, uh, to bless uh, the, the king of, of, uh, of uh, Egypt. In other words, here, an old elderly uh, famine-ridden uh, shepherd from Canaan anoints the king of Egypt. And look what it says in uh, Genesis 47.10. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. Okay, so here we see that Jacob blessed Pharaoh. A commentary says this. This might have angered Pharaoh since uh, it would have implied Jacob's superiority. I think differently myself. I think by this time Pharaoh knew that, uh, uh, that the God of heaven had all, all the power and that he was, uh, 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 and he was uh, with uh, Jacob and his family and that he could truly accept the blessing of a godly older man. And I'm talking about uh, the uh, lesser uh, blessing, the greater and when you and I see this, uh, we need to realize, amen, that uh, here uh, Pharaoh, he understood uh, something real, that, some, that somehow God had his hand upon Joseph and his family. Okay, Robert, go ahead. One of the things that's very interesting with regards to these kings and pharaohs and whatnot is that they were not ignorant of the various religions and the policies of various uh, clansmen or people of that area. For example... There's the matter of Nebuchadnezzar, yeah, Nebuchadnezzar. Whenever the prophet Jeremiah was declaring what was going to be happening to the citizens of Israel or Judah, and there were going to be captives under Babylon, those were prophecies. Those prophecies came to the ear of King Nebuchadnezzar. He was aware of that there was a prophet among them named Jeremiah. Right. And so he respected Jeremiah. There was a respect because he truly believed that if, if these prophecies kept on coming to pass, then there must be some validity in this man. Yes. He's a holy man, so we can't touch him. That's why years later, with regards to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that Nebuchadnezzar had respect for these men or accepted these men with regards to whenever the three Hebrews were thrown in the furnace and then they weren't consumed in the fourth image and the furnace was like the son of, uh, son of man and all right. that. Nebuchadnezzar was not ignorant to the various religions and beliefs. And so whenever he accepted and says, blessed be the God of these three Hebrews and stuff like that, he was accepting that their God was more powerful than all the other gods of the land. Yes. Same thing with regards to Pharaoh and this. 
he had respect for people of their various religions and beliefs, but whenever he saw, through Joseph's example, the favor of God, then he was willing to accept this respect, as right. well as, of course, older people in various cultures, especially in Asia, they are always given more honor or respect. Yes. They have a, uh, uh, well, they have respect. They have a position that they can be able to say things to be able to help God and direct the family. And because Jacob is quite old at this time, I'm very certain that Pharaoh, probably in his 30s or 40s, was willing to receive that kind of anointing right. or blessing over his life because he probably would love to be as old as Jacob. Right. Okay, and the Bible, this is why it's so important to read your Bible. It has many stories of how, how God intervenes and helps his people. And you and I need to realize, amen, here then, that, that we're talking about the lesser blessed, uh, blessing the greater. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 7, verse 4 to 8. Now consider how great this man was, to whom even the patriarch Abraham gave a tenth of the spoils, and indeed, those who are of the sons of Levi, who receive the priesthood, have, co have a commandment to receive tithes from the people according to the law, that is, from their brethren, though they have come from the loins of Abraham. But he whose genealogy is not derived from them received tithes from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Now beyond all contradiction, the lesser is blessed by the better. Here the mortal men receives tithes, but there he receives them, of whom it is witness that he lives. Okay, verse 7. Now behold all contradictions. The lesser is blessed by the better. So here, the reality is that he, uh, this is talking about Maldesidek. He had authority to receive tithes and to bless Abraham. And uh, the, greatest, uh, the greatness of uh, Melchizedek is, is seen in the fact that Abraham gave him tithes from uh, the loot uh, that he, uh, the, uh, of a mini war that he had won. And Abraham acknowledged the authority of Melchizedek. Uh, furthermore, Melchizedek blessed Abraham in a special way, and the blessed, and the, let's see, and the, uh, and the, and, and the less blessed the better. And, uh, 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 and here in, in giving Melchizedek tithe, uh, tithe uh, and in receiving the, his blessing, Abraham affirmed uh, the greatness of the king priest, which, is, which was a representation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, Robert, go ahead. One of the things that's also interesting with regards to the Levites, with regards to them receiving tithes, all the other tribes in uh, Joseph's children's Manasseh and Ephraim, they were uh, joined together to be able to receive a single uh, portion of land. But all the tribes had their own portion of land. The only one that didn't have any land was the tribe of Levi. They were particularly or specifically separated to serve only as priests, and they were to receive the tithes. Right of the various tribes in order to be able to support them because they had no lands, they had no possessions really to speak of because their purpose was only to take care of the things of God. Okay, and remember, taxes are, we are obligated to pay taxes. And tithe is something that we give on our own. This makes a great difference. Just a real, a real quick testimony of paying our tithes regularly. 
When I first got saved, I was in debt, I was broke, and I was miserable. So when I accepted Christ, he forgave me all my sin, and, was, uh, and I was so grateful that when I read about 10% uh, of my income belonged to him, I just started tithing faithfully. For one or two months, uh, I was tithing $15 a month because uh, my wages were $150 a week. That's what I was making. Then God moved. I called the company I had worked for before, and, uh, uh, and I asked them for a job. They told me to uh, report Monday with my toolbox. And they hired me, and now I started tithing 150 every two weeks because I was making $1,500 every two weeks. And this proved to me that when we honor God with our 10% of our finances, he gives us financial wisdom, and not only financial wisdom, but also blesses uh, uh, those who will obey. And you can check that when you have time in, in Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 12. Uh, I won't, won't go there because I don't have time now, but uh, if you want to check on your tithes, read that, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 through 10, or 8 through 12, I'm sorry. So then the Word of God also says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 and 10, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Okay, the Lord is uh, speaking to everyone. Honor the Lord with your possessions. That doesn't mean individuals. Uh, uh, that, that's a general statement for everyone. With the first fruit, that's a, uh, 10%. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and of all the increase. And, so, and then the promise is, so your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new wine. So this is talking about uh, uh, obeying uh, God and receiving the blessing over our finances. So you and I need to realize, amen, that God truly wants to bless us, church. But then there are some people who say, but pastor, that was the Old Testament. We are living the New Testament, and now we're living by grace. And it, now it's different. Well, let's go to... The New Testament, see what it says about tithes in Matthew 23, verse 23. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of men and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. These you, you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Okay, what, uh, we need to pull out of this one here. This you ought to have done, okay? You need to have a, a, a mercy, uh, what is it, just, have to, uh, justice, have justice, be justice with others or fair, be uh, merciful or have mercy and faith. But then it says, uh, this you ought to have done without leaving the other undone. See, this is very clear. Jesus uh, supports tithing in the New Testament. The real question is, uh, do you want God to bless your finances or not? And I said, try it, you'll like it. God is a faithful God. He is a merciful God. 
I've mentioned many times that as we, since we started paying our tithes, uh, we have never had a, door, a collector knock on our door. We have never uh, uh, missed a payment on the water, electricity, or the rent, or whatever we're doing, because God is a faithful God. When we honor him, he gives us financial wisdom, and he helps us to uh, uh, handle our money. And most of our lives, my wife and I, she helped me a lot with the finances. Uh, uh, we uh, uh, trust God. We tithe, first of all. And then, amen, we use it wisely. And most of our lives, we've been out of debt. And that is uh, very unusual nowadays where people are very indebted. Okay, let's go to Genesis chapter uh, 47, verse 7 and 8. Then Joseph brought in his father Jacob and set him before Pharaoh and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, how old are you? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of the years of my pilgrimage are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life and they have not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers in the days of their pilgrimage. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from before Pharaoh. Okay, here Pharaoh allowed uh, it at this time because Jacob was the father of the man who uh, Pharaoh had named the savior of the world. And in blessing Pharaoh, Jacob did exactly what God wanted him, him, Isaac, and Abraham to do, and that was to become a blessing to the world. And we are called to do the same thing. True Christians and believers, and I always teach uh, with uh, an honest heart to try to help others to come out ahead. I don't do this for my own interest. I want to see other people experience the love of Jesus uh, and uh, uh, understand the ways of God so that they can come out ahead. And not only that, not only come out ahead in this life, but also prepare for eternity because Jesus is coming soon. So Joseph settled his family, found they found them a job and made sure that they were fed, uh, 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 but uh, he still had work to do. So you and I need to realize that here God is able to meet every need, and God moves in different ways. And right here, God has provided uh, for the family of uh, Joseph, for Joseph himself and his family, and everyone else. This is another thing that God is not selfish. God is very gracious. Uh, amen. He didn't only provide for uh, Joseph and his family, he provided for the Egyptians and everyone else, even for the Kenyanites, which were the place where the Israelites used to live. Okay, any questions or comments so we can close it? Okay, so the reality is that God truly loves us. And when we honor him, he opens the windows of heaven as he promised, and he does bless us. And the reality is, amen, that here... Because Jacob was a, a man of God, he was able to bless Pharaoh, and Pharaoh accepted that blessing. And with that Pharaoh, the, the, the Israelites had a lot of favor, gave him the land where they would leave, the best land, did everything, but God had all lined it up. And remember, years before, 21 years so before, or so before, they had sold Joseph, his brothers, uh, and then they brought a, killed a, a, a baby goat or, or, or uh, an animal and brought the blood and, the, and, the, and the, uh, uh, the, the coat of many colors to his father and said, is this your sons? And he truly thought that Joseph had died, that an animal had destroyed him. But now, 
we know that Joseph uh, was uh, bought by, uh, by uh, uh, in, in Egypt, uh, and, uh, and then he was brought to Pharaoh, and now he's uh, the savior of the world in reality. It's just a picture of Jesus Christ. And we've said many times uh, that Joseph and Jesus, uh, they have a lot of things in common. They help their family. Uh, they're very generous. They always had forgiveness in their hearts and on and on. And you and I need to realize that God is good. So I want to encourage you, amen, to uh, open your heart and let God do great things. We're going to dismiss uh, believing God for good things. Lord God, we pray for everyone that heard this message or this Sunday school. We pray that you would use this Sunday school for your glory. You touch lives, minister. Those that are not saved, that they will repent. Lord, I know I'm a lost sinner. Please forgive my sin and come into my heart and give me a new life. And Lord God, that you would have control of my life. I want to trust you. Help me to understand your word. And Lord God, help me to read and study your word. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We really appreciate you being with us in Sunday school. Uh, we'll see you in a service in a few uh, minutes or so. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us at the Door Christian Fellowship Church of Kingsville, Texas. If we can minister to you in any way, please visit www.kingsvilletxchurch.com for our contact information and more details. Please be sure to tune in to our next church service. And thank you for making the Door Christian Fellowship Church of Kingsville your church as a place of worship. God bless you.